Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Are you gearing up for May the 4th and Make Solo 2 Happen Day? Find the perfect Star Wars pins, necklaces, keychains, rings, and more at jewelrybrands.shop. Want more Grogu in your life? They have tons of officially licensed products from all of Star Wars, including The Mandalorian. And hey, while you're there, use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So that's jewelrybrands.shop, and may the Force be with you. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this glorious Monday. It is April 5th. We are in the month of April already, 2021. Uh, it's crazy that this year is cruising along, but um, at least we have some Star Wars news to talk about. A lot of stuff came out this past week. Um, one thing from our end that we want to remind everybody, this past Thursday we announced that we are going to be bringing back Make Solo 2 Happen Day this year on Monday, May 24th, we're going to do it again. Is it the last time? We're not sure, but we're going to come bigger than ever, and uh, we're already starting some planning behind the scenes, so make sure you mark your calendars, though. May 24th, all you have to do is show up and be part of that community that wants to see more Han and Chewie, more of the stories that were left open-ended at the end of Solo, uh, and use the hashtag, make Solo 2 happen on all of your social media platforms. So again, Monday, May 24th uh, is the day we're going to be doing that. Uh, so that's where we're at with that. Uh, in terms of uh, what we got going on today, a lot of cool stuff. James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, James rocking the uh, Thrawn hoodie today. Oh, yeah. Not no, no man, no myth, no legend, no. just Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> just Thrawn doing his thing. Yeah, with he may, he may, slightly he red may eyes. Be, uh, he may be a legend if we finally see him popping up in live action soon, I guess. But do you have a do you have a preference on who you'd want to play Thrawn? Are you just kind of like uh, the voice guy, or do you kind of just like whoever they give to me? Yeah, that'll be my Thrawn. And yeah, no preference. Yeah. I, I think a lot of no people preference. do stick with characters like um, you know that do the voices and other things like that. But Lars, yeah, right? for me, I just I wouldn't care um, either way. It, it's not going to stick out to me one way or the other. Yeah, right on. Uh, Lacey, you, uh, you getting excited that, um, uh, we're going to be trying to get Solo to happen again? Yeah, I love Make Solo 2 Happen Day. I'm going to be sad once we make it happen and we don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's going to be a void. <laughs> we're going to have to do something else. I know. Or make we're Solo just going to have a big bash Woo! once it does happen. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. It's just a really fun day, um, for the past two years. It's been, a, it's been a great day where all the fans get together and just talk about what they love about Solo and it's not yeah. demanding, and we're not telling people what to do. It's just, hey, you want to join us? Join us. If you don't, that's okay, too, because not everybody right. agrees. Um, but it's just more of a celebration, and it lets the people know that worked on the project that we really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you could tell, you know, there's always that trepidation about are people, you know, trying to sabotage it and that sort of thing, but also, you know, advantage of a fan or, movement that's just supposed to be a fun thing. Yeah. Or or just like the affiliating it with things that maybe aren't necessarily from a a, a good place, you know, mm-hmm. and uh we you know, we see that happen in other, you know, fan movements and stuff like that. But I think, you know, if the past two makes all two happen days have shown, you know, it really is just something that puts the community together mm-hmm. and a lot of people rally around it. And usually if people don't like it, they're pretty polite about it and they stay away and that's fine, you know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's always a feel like I remember walking out of those days, both times, the first one, especially just cause we were just so floored by we what happened. We had no idea. Yeah. Uh, just heading to the, you know, the live cantina last year after last year's one and we did that little celebration for it and just like blown away by how much bigger it was last year and we'll see what happens this year you know again i'm not going in with any expectations i still feel the same way you guys still feel the same way that we want where we just want to see those guys back and uh and and working for java and all that stuff so we're going to keep uh, the flame going as as Jonas sotomo himself told us to so 
Um, more on that though, on Thursday, we're going to, um, put a call to action out there for you. So be sure to tune into Thursday's episode. Uh, we have some ways for you to get involved in a pretty big way for makes a little to happen. So we're excited for that. So tune in on Thursday for that. But James, a lot came out, a lot of star Wars news, some real stuff. So let's, uh, fire up the burners in the resistance report. It's the resistance. Oh, wow. You're, you're right, John. Um, I mean, we were kind of worried in a way that we might not have things to talk about during the week. <laughs> and then it's so funny, <laughs> like two really big pieces of news uh, drop, like one right after the other. Um, the first one, of course, being the main cast of Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the series, uh, has been revealed. So I'm going to run through them really quick and give a little account of where maybe some of these people you may have seen them before um obviously we're starting off with uh ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen we obviously know where those two come from um and stuff they've done um next up on the list is moses ingram um most probably most notably from uh the queen's gambit uh recently um not a lot under her belt but uh a big one right there um joel edgerton and bonnie peace uh both returning right so we got owen and beru um which we'll probably get into it i know john has something to say about that about those particular characters showing back up and what that means uh kamel nanjiani um he is from um probably most notably the big sick uh where he uh not only starred in the movie but also wrote it it's a it's a true life story very well received um very good comedian and actor um it's him and his wife it's yeah, their story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Indira Varma has been in lots of stuff. She was actually kind of leaked, if you will, recently. So we kind of discussed that. Um, she was in Exodus, Gods and Kings, also in the HBO series Rome back in the day. Um, big, big Game, Game of big Thrones. Show. Oh, Game of Thrones as well. Um, Rupert Friend is um, the star of Hitman Agent 47. So that kind of gives you kind of. Uh, he's Mr. Wickham in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yeah, Gettys. that as well. <laughs> um, he's in 2017's Death of Stalin, too. Um, good comedy featuring John. Uh, who's your guy with the eyes uh, that you always throw in for. Uh, oh, Buscemi? Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy with the eyes. The guy with the eyes. Everybody knows him as the guy with the eyes. <laughs> Um, James, we gotta we gotta enter some charade tournaments. We would crush. <laughs> uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., um, obviously uh, Ice Cube's son uh, from um, uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, obviously, in in a bunch of other movies as well, some comedies. Ingrid Goes West, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Long Shot, um, uh, with uh, Seth Seth. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Rogan. But, uh, Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, Seth Rogan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sung Kang, uh, me and Lacey are stoked. Uh, Han Fast from and Fast Furious, and baby. Furious, yeah, he's he's been cast in this. Uh, excited for that. Uh, Simone Kessel is uh, right now on the show uh, that's on Netflix called Reckoning, um, so you can check that out. Uh, she was also in San Andreas. That's another uh, big uh, movie that you might have seen her in. And then finally, uh, but of course not. Uh, last but not least if you will uh benny Safdie, who was in the movie as an actor um good time but he is most notably probably uh as the second half of the Safdie brothers who are known for their directorial uh um uh features so that's uncut gems and of course good time like i just mentioned so um there might even be some behind the scenes stuff going on with uh, that particular person but now i've talked a lot let's get into it um john i'm gonna start with you on this one um anything any, any one of these people pop out this was big news what are you thinking yeah so um uh kumail nanjiani for sure um i thought that was um Surprising, uh, interesting, because uh, I know he's kind of getting in with the uh, the Marvel deal um, with Eternals. Um, was the yeah Eternals? Uh, apparently, he's all like jacked now, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal for people. <laughs> um, so maybe he's you know playing a physical role. Maybe he's going to be somebody involved in some of the action sequences. But who knows? You know, that's obviously a, a insane, wildly speculation uh, point of view there. But. I like him. I love the big sick. I thought that was great. Um, he, the guy has chops and, uh, I think it's certainly a, a nice fan favorite pick to, to bring into this story. And what's so funny is we don't know the story. Yeah. Like we know the era, we know who it's going to be about. And 
probably what they're going to cover, but like there's no details about what this story is. So this is all just kind of face value evaluating talent here. And also, of course, like I said last time, uh, Indira Varma, uh, I really enjoyed her on Game of Thrones. She is a, certainly a dynamic uh, personality. She can be a big presence depending on the type of role she plays. But the two big ones for me are the returns of Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace as Owen and Beru. Uh, I think it was kind of one of those things where, you know, people can easily do the, the call to culture element and say they expected them back. I mean, we had an article back in 2017 where we pulling bits from old Joel Edgerton interviews of him saying he would love to play Owen again. You were the first person, honestly, that I heard bring that up. It was, yeah. I mean, he, he was not shy about saying he wanted to play the Mm -hmm. role again. Once he heard the whispers of an Obi-Wan project being made. Yeah. He even went as far as to say, like he had ideas of types of sequences (laughs) they could have, that they could fight. Uh, He had all these ideas. So he was not, he was not shy at all about it. Yeah. I, you know what? I would not be surprised if something like that happens in this show and Obi-Wan plays the passive role and that sort of thing. But um, so them being back um, is it ties it to the prequels, which is a great thing. It establishes that continuity. And the most important thing is, I to me, it guarantees we're getting a 10-year-old Luke Skywalker in this series. Now, a lot of people said... Yeah, we're getting this Obi-Wan. It's right in this era. Luke exists. Obi-Wan knows he exists. When they meet in A New Hope, he obviously has met him before because he recognizes him. He calls him Ben Kenobi. So there is some sort of history between Luke and Obi-Wan. We're going to find out what that exactly is. But this, to me, locks it in that we're going to see a little 10-year-old toe-headed kid running around the 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 flats of uh, the Junlin Wastes in Tatooine. And that really excites me. Uh, but other than that, you know, it seems to be one of those things, especially the Queen's Gambit thing. And, you know, I'm going to let Lacey run with this. But when you see that actress being cast, it does feel like Lucasfilm is doing the pulse of the people thing where they're like, what are people buzzing about? Who do people like? Let's bring this talent in because we want to bring in talent that people like. Uh, it gives me a little bit of that sort of vibe. Very um, who's popular in pop culture now with in the streaming world and what, who people are watching. And that sort of thing. Because like you said, James, she doesn't have a lot under her belt. But that was a mega hit show. They're well aware of mm-hmm. that. And uh, they were like, wow, she's a, she's a talent. Let's pull her in. Here. So You know, out of curiosity, I, I know that the um, the announcement said that it was 10 years after, you know, or it takes place at this time or whatever. But do you think they'll make Luke 9? Because that would be a connection to Anakin being 9 when we saw him. Yeah, so it's supposed to be nine years after Revenge of the Sith, like ten years before. Is that what it is? Nine years after Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith, ten years before New Hope. Um, I I don't remember off the top of my head, but I was thinking I was thinking that your your analysis of a ten year old ten Luke... years after the dramatic events of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, where Kenobi faces greatest defeat, the downfall, and corruption so of his best after. friend and Jedi apprentice. Okay. Yeah. So, which is the same, pretty much the same as Anakin. I mean, yeah. he was nine, ten years old. So, uh, it, there will be parallels there, without a doubt. And, and they may even, if they want to get crazy with the whole memory flashback Haircut. thing, they they may show him and maybe have him see, you know, young Anakin. And you know, who knows? Yeah, he'll probably have the same similar type of haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, be treated better by uh, fans than Jake Lloyd was back in '99. But yeah, I. Again, it's tough to to say what these people are gonna until you find out what their roles mm-hmm. are, um, how excited you can be. But the one thing I think which we're we're never gonna stop doing is when fans just uh, immediately assume, oh, that person's gonna be Ahsoka, that person's gonna be Satine, that person's gonna be this person. Mm-hmm. And James, you more than anybody always says, you know, more than likely than not, it's probably gonna be a new character. Yeah, I just generally looked over everybody and I said, I bet every single one of these people are new. And let's not forget, they could be aliens. Yeah, they could be yeah, droids. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who um, Lacey, who stuck out to you? Let's talk a little bit about some of these other people. Unless, of course, it's the same people that stick out. No, uh, the people that stuck out to me were Moses because she's in The Queen's Gambit, which was mm-hmm. my favorite show, I think, in 2020 with everyone else. But um, I adored that show. I thought she was one of my favorite characters. She was killer. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she got this role because of that show, but she probably got the chance because of that show. No doubt. She probably got uh, the ability to audition for this this show. Um, 
The other one that stuck out to me was Rupert Friend only because I was like, I've seen this dude before and I can't place him because he has a very spe- like specific eyes, which is funny. We were joking about eyes earlier, but mm-hmm. I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's Wickham from Pride and Prejudice, which he's kind of a scumbag in that movie. So I wonder Ooh. if he's going to be a scumbag in this show. Um, and then, you know, everyone else, obviously returning people are great and it's exciting. I thought the first thing when I saw Joel Edgerton, when I was like, eh, John was right because John brought this up like forever ago. Um, but the one I'm the most excited for is Han from Fast and Furious. Absolutely. I am so excited for him. Tokyo Drift (laughs) is my favorite movie. It's been my favorite movie of the Fast and Furious franchise forever. I feel like it's one of those movies that now is like cool to like. It was not cool to like when it came out. I bought the CD. I love that movie. And people made fun of me. And I'm like, oh, so now you think it's cool? It's also, it's become kind of like, like, oh, it's a, there's a, there's a bad a uh, piece of music must be Nickelback. Like it's turned into that joke right. because anytime anything has ever uh, become derivative of itself, they just, it's like, oh, they're making uh, Mission Impossible Tokyo Drift. It's just that yes, joke. It's is always Tokyo become Drift that joke. The... And it made me so angry, guys, because I <laughs> love that movie. I saw it in the movie theater. I think I saw it multiple times in the movie theater. I definitely own the CD. I love that movie. Is, is it good or is it like bad good? I think it's good. I like it. I I enjoyed it. I genuinely love that movie. So so I have an interesting point of view on this because all before right. this announcement, I bought all the Fast and Furious movies and I I mentioned I this on that. a show. Yeah. And I did the whole thing. I went one, two, three, and I was like, okay, cool. So this is this is that character. All right, okay. And then uh, you know, you watch four and five and six and seven, and you're like, okay, I get it now. You know, I get what's interesting about the series and what's fun. And when I, especially when I watched them in in like back to back order, I definitely felt like I was really starting to understand the fandom of like how it's kind of soap opery, you know, in the sense that like two mm-hmm. years later or whatever you get. Um, the next movie and this big event happens, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I kind of wish I was paying attention. They do as a they lot of callbacks because I'm super yeah. excited for nine now. You know, knowing like like where are they gonna go? What are they gonna do? <laughs> you know. Um, but so, I yeah. love his character, and I also like my best friend grew his hair out once, and he looked just like him. So I mm-hmm. also love that character because it reminds me of my best friend. But besides that, now there's two Hans in, in Star Wars, kind of yeah. um, a little bit. I mean, and and if you're going to pull, like, okay, so what's a, yeah. Well, his name is Han Solo in yeah. Fast and Furious. Yes, yes, it says it, it on his driver's license or whatever, yeah. Um, oh, Vin Diesel, you sweet, sweet man. Um, but that that does raise the question, like, it, it, okay, do you think we're on Tatooine? He's in the thing. Do you think he's a, he's a pod racer? Is that too representative of where he's... Famous? If he was a like some type of racer, a pod racer, or like racing speeders, I would lose it. It would be the best moment of my life as a Star Wars fan. I mean, it could be cool. Like, I I have a feeling He's sometimes just with these something. shows, He's they just br- yeah, I know, yeah, they're definitely gonna if they don't do that. Oh my god! All right, we're 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 too stuck on this particular person. I want to talk about Benny Safty. Um, I also just recently uh, watched Uncut Gems and Good Time, like near back to back, crazy intense movies. Um, I had to stop watching Uncut Gems because it gave me such anxiety that yeah. I had to stop watching it. <laughs> yeah. And have you seen Good Time? No. Very similar. Good Time was the movie where people, um, uh, now I can't think of his name. I'm bad. I'm so bad with names. Adam um, Sandler? No. Um, the Twilight guy. He's Robert the new Batman. Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. That's the movie when I think people kind of turned on him and started saying, never mind, he's not the Twilight guy anymore. Like, this guy's uh, good. Yeah. He can act. And he then from good. there, he started, you know, doing more roles similar mm. to that. But, like, I think Good Time was, like, the beginning where you started to see him, like, really um, come up. And that's uh, that's thanks to the Safdie brothers, you know? And um, so I'm interested to see if, because you're you're – you're, I know he's an actor, but you're bringing him in. It's almost kind of like bringing in Ben Affleck or, or funny enough, Casey Affleck Taika, or something. Taika Waititi acted in the yeah, yeah. Show you're bringing in directed. someone who's like an actor, but then they're like, okay, but maybe there's a little bit more to this too. 
and um and and that could lead down the line to something else their their style doesn't seem to match star wars at all but maybe they you know maybe they want they want to play said the in same that world thing for a little Taika bit too though you could have said the same thing for ryan johnson yeah yeah for really yeah that's true irvin kershner like i mean or um vin diesel uh it's the like, acolyte you know. <laughs> um yeah. having done uh Indeed. russian doll as well leslie headland leslie headland yeah you're looking at that and you're like this isn't really star wars but so maybe there is something in there for the safety brothers um i don't know what else you guys got anything else john that uh anybody here that stuck out any good ideas you're hearing no um i just um i just i just hope fans um don't build again build things up in their mind expecting certain people to play oh, certain people the moses thing then, everyone thinks she's ahsoka that was like the first thing everybody that's thought. what i was yeah. saying yeah so if this if this actress pops up and she plays you know a pelimato role where it's you know mm-hmm. a, a very small role uh i don't want to hear people like backlashing because they built something else up in their mind for well it was the caption the caption of i get to play with lightsabers yeah which makes people start thinking which could be her teasing but at the same time it might not be so the first thought to me was was that she was an inquisitor if i was a if i was a lucasfilm casting director i would tell all these people to troll troll and troll some more (laughs) so i would say like Oh, I guess I have to go back to uh, mime class and learn how to act like a robot and be like, oh, that person's going to be a droid. And then they come out and they're a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, I, I, I would say, like, I would just troll away. So that, once we get through two rounds of that, where they're like, oh, man, that whole cast trolled us hard. Oh, do you remember when that person said they were going to be this? Then, when the next project after that come out and people start putting in their profiles or hints and stuff, they're going to be like, we can't even... We can't even put anything on this. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm loving that Lucasfilm came straight forward with this. I think that's the biggest success here for me, is that Lucasfilm was straight forward with this. Oh, you mean announcing the cast? Yeah, announcing it straight out. There were no leaks, with the exception of a couple people here and there, but they were straight forward, like, here you go, here's who's in the show, enjoy. Um, Because, I said this before, I am not a fan of scoops and stuff anymore, like leaks. Mm -hmm. I want to know things when they're meant to be known. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm mixed on that because I like finding out info about productions. I don't like I'm saying like out... characters. So like, oh, so and so is playing Ahsoka. So and so like I don't that like ruins the story, story stuff. stuff for me. But it is great news to hear that they're like, "Yep, we're rolling in a few weeks." Yeah. Because especially this show there was, you know, again, the rumor pipeline, Kenobi's in trouble, and we don't know if they, they got to bring in the writers, and we don't know if it's going to work out. And Ewan's like, don't worry about it. As he's like smoking a cig, he's like, oh, it's going to be fine. And they're going to be rolling in a few weeks in SoCal. And uh, before we know it, that's going to be in the can. And then, like we keep saying, before we know it, it's going to come and go. It's going to be gone. So that means they're not going to be shooting Mandalorian at the same time, right? No, so my guess is they're going to shoot Mandalorian this summer or something like that. After Obi-Wan's done. Yeah, Got probably. It. And, if they're and then the Andor's location. shooting right now, but because it's in Europe, in the UK. In the UK, yeah. And Book of, Book of Boba Fett is just wrapping shooting now. Guys, I think. so much. Yeah. <laughs> James is like, what? Because yeah. Book of Boba... So this is like one of the... I, I don't know if it's all at the Manhattan Beach location. I assume they only have one location with the volume right now in California, yeah. in Southern California. So you got... It's almost like the passing the baton for the scheduling where it's like book of, and this is where the producer of Kathleen Kennedy shows her strength because she knows how to you know make productions work. Uh, just book a Boba Fett right into Kenobi, right into Mando, just like pass that baton of productions and and away they go. Now I don't know about when these when this stuff's coming out. A lot of people have been speculating on timeframes, but none of these things have um, announcements besides book of Boba Fett. So I wonder if um, Cassian's going to come out this fall then. I don't think so. I, I think because they're still filming it now, usually, I, I, I would think... Because Mandalorian's timeline was that they were done by like early in the year, and then they were in post, and then over the summer they did the rest of the post, and then it was out in the fall. Yeah, that's true, but this is the first season of that. And, and they're doing I, it all outside, too. Yeah. And it might be longer than the Mando um, episodes. But yeah. I, So my guess would be they're going to do Book of Boba Fett, to be like the fourth quarter 
thing yeah then start the year off strong with andor got it and go into kenobi mm -hmm. and then bring mandalorian back. back i hope not till the fall i mean that'd be that would suck for two years i know I i'm gonna be wearing Andor, the but... season two shirt forever uh, yeah <laughs> yeah weird um weird i was looking over the the list and when you said only a couple of these got leaked well Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace, like that's that would that was not leaked. That was just a random assumption. Assumed, the only yeah. one that yeah. actually was like out there before was the Indira Varma, and that I I think that was just you know somebody was probably just talking a little too loudly. I think her agent was talking too. Yeah, loudly. something like that, and that got out there. Um, but uh, you know one one other um, and we don't have to stick on this at all. But like um, I we didn't even talk about O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was also one of the like um, you mentioned Kumail. And I was like, oh, yeah, that one kind of did stick out. So did O'Shea to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, man, that's an odd casting because he's so associated with Ice Cube and the Straight Outta Compton role. I was like, who is this guy going to be? I mean, but he right. I mean, he's done comedy as well. So you're like, mm -hmm. all right, well, <laughs> there's no typecasting him at this point because he he definitely plays the role that he's typecast as but then breaks away from it pretty heavily um which is funny because it's very similar to ice cube's career as well um where it's like of, ice cubes all... <laughs> nwa and then he goes and does like you know csi uh, no i'm uh like road trip like oh total I pure family criminal minds <laughs> or like um stuff? what's the uh jump street stuff you know Jump also, Street, like yeah. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. All I'll say is this real quick, like, because I'm thinking about, I try to make connections uh, from past examples and like history does repeat itself. But like when Ming-Na Wen was announced to be in The Mandalorian and she shows up and she gets killed. I knew she wasn't everyone, dead. I said that to you guys forever. And, and everyone like, yeah, you did. But I mean, everyone flipped out and they're like, oh, John Favreau just wasted such a great talent and stuff. Like one, let let these shows play out, and two, like do not these people signed on for these roles because they wanted these roles. So don't build up who this person you thought was going to be Ahsoka or this person's supposed to be an Inquisitor. Like speculate all you want and have fun. That's what we do here. But like when this stuff comes out, don't start like throwing your daggers because it it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. So let's just just try to like enjoy the ride because like i said this show is going to come and go so darn quick and we wanted it for so long so like just let it slow burn and, and let's enjoy our ride to kenobi mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well speaking of things that aren't happening yeah i was <laughs> gonna say you know we went through all of this casting and after that was announced um you know people were talking about who else is going to show up in the show and and it, and ahmed best was kind of called out on twitter and he clarified very very big, like tweeted it out, quote tweeted the person and said, you know, I, I, you know, I would love to be a part of this, but I'm absolutely not. So I'm just ending that here and there. I'm not a part of the Obi-Wan series. I don't know if you guys have anything to say to that, but it was kind of a, a footnote to this as well. Mm -hmm. It's not like a mm -hmm. huge story, but we do know since that it was covered um, long ago about the whole thing with like him having a beard and all this other stuff um, yeah. that, you know, we, we uh, we're getting it from the horse's mouth here that you know it, it's he's not showing up so i don't know if you have anything I, I believe him yeah I believe uh, there's it no too. reason for him to lie about it so um i i don't think he's done with star wars by any stretch they have they've understood what a redemption he's had with fans um from from little kids who grew up loving him who still love him to people who came around to him like myself um and or people who were even nasty to him that like you know said wow i can't believe what this guy went through we had no idea um so i read I think... an article by the way on the internet someone put a <clears throat> screenshot of an old article from newsweek before star wars came out that was like making the rounds and it was yeah. like the terrible things we're saying about jake lloyd before the movie even came out they were like this kid yeah, sucks yeah. i was like he's yeah. like nine. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness so I, aside from the um game show he did which i don't think is coming back um i think They'll find a spot for him one day. And you know what? I don't think it will be Jar Jar necessarily, mm -hmm. but uh, I think he'll be in the Star Wars family for a while. He's still pretty young um, in in perspective. So he's he's I, I think he's already another around. canon character as well. You know what I mean? And we know um, so many other people have played more than one character in Star Wars because they can yeah. just kind of bury him behind. I mean, it's not like we've really... Oh, actually, he's three characters in Star Wars now that I think about it because he played a cameo. He's the guy in, in the bar the or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Who's uh, related Ned to the Beck. game show guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's move on to our next uh, big story, which was actually that we got a new trailer for The Bad Batch uh, coming up here. Now, this show is going to be launched on uh, May the 4th, and there was uh, we, we got the new trailer and a new poster as well, if we want to talk a little bit about that, because it looked pretty cool. Um, but another big thing that came out of this was that the first episode, the big launch of this, was going to be 70 minutes long. So, I mean, full-length feature films are 40 minutes, so you are getting a, an animated feature, basically, to kick this thing off. Um, uh, Lacey, what do you think about uh, the Bad Batch trailer? What do you think? Um... I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, Bad Batch. Like, sure. it's just not my cup of tea. But I love that people are pumped about it, and I'm excited for those people to get the show that they're wanting to get. I think that's what's one of the best things about the Star Wars fandom is you could like this, but not this, and you could be a huge fan of one thing, like we are of Solo, and then maybe you don't like Solo. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of those things. Like, I'm probably gonna check it out, especially the first episode because it comes out on May the fourth. Um, and like James says, it's 70 minutes, which is bananas to me that this show, <laughs> the first episode is 70 minutes. It makes me wonder what the next episodes are going to be. Um, but the poster was beautiful. I really loved the poster. It had this like kind of like sunset, sunrise, purpley, mm-hmm. reddish background with the guys on the bottom. And it was just really nicely done. But yeah, I mean, people are pumped. I'm pumped for them. And uh, I just can't wait for what's next after this because i'm sure this isn't the last animated feature they're gonna do yeah i think i think that could be really cool just by the way like side note is actually them being like we're doing an animated feature yeah just like in like we're not putting we're not doing a whole show like we get show announcements all the time we're like cool it's another animated show that's neat but like it would be kind of cool if they were like, no, it's just this one time, two hour, very similar to like DC films or something like an animated. Oh, I was thing. excited to see Fennec Shand. That was the most exciting thing for mm-hmm. me to see her in the trailer and hear Mingna's voice. I was pumped about. And then everybody was going crazy about Rex because everybody loves Rex. But yeah, yeah. no, Fennec mm-hmm. was my favorite part. Fennec Shand. John, anything pop out to you in, in this trailer? familiar faces yeah it made me more it made me more excited for Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I we i love steven stanton um he's a great guy a good friend and he's coming back as tarkin which he is a huge peter cushing fan so i'm very happy he gets to come back and play and honor peter cushing by playing tarkin again um i like that we are creeping the clone wars era closer to the galactic empire as a formed thing i think that's going to be an interesting aesthetic to take a look at um, and I like the A-Team kind of vibe that these guys put out. I was an A-Team fan uh, growing up, watching those old shows, and I think that they could put some uh, good Saturday morning cartoons vibes behind that while also doing some some lore stuff as well. Which brings me to my, my next point. We're not sure what type of writing we're going to get with this because you have Jennifer Corbett writing it, who, as far as Star Wars goes, just written a handful of episodes of Resistance um, which wasn't necessarily a favorite of mine, more on the kiddier side of things, but maybe that's what they're going for, more of that Saturday morning cartoon adventure as opposed to the lore dives of a Dave Filoni. It looks uh, like there's a the... huge child lead now as well. Yes, yeah, and that's a, yeah. a lot of speculating going on with that. Um, now, Filoni is producing and overseeing it, but I don't think we're... Don't expect um, vintage Filoni out of this series because he hasn't done any writing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing the smart thing by overlaying his name on it. Um, I know he is part of the production of it in terms of uh, executive producing, but that's also, um, it carries a lot of weight to put Dave Filoni's name on a Star Wars animated thing at this point. So that might be worth its weight uh, in gold in itself. But yeah, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the child thing because I, what I've seen from a lot of people speculating is that it's supposed to be one of... Uh, it might be one of Palpatine's clones or something like that, which opens up a whole can of worms. I mean, the whole wild thing that this whole thing could tie to the sequels and 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 beyond. But it it's sparking it's a top it's sparking debate and discussion, which I find interesting for a show that a lot of people were just like, "Oh, cool, we're getting one more animated thing with the clones. That's fun. That's fun." But now people are like, "Oh, antennas go up. What is this?" Mm. And I kind of like that. I mean, off the top, I I don't. I don't think it's a Palpatine clone. Um, 
I, I would imagine that with the name Omega, which we picked up from the closed captioning, is just that it's a it's a symbolism for the final clone. Like they they got the order to stop making clones now that the war is over, because um, we kind of know that from lore that they moved so from the clones to. Is he soldiers. literally the final order? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, the, it could be the the last clone, um, and uh, I don't know. There's some other speculation that's that's going around, and I'm all I'm down with watching the trailers and speculating and stuff. But I th- I'm starting to think that there's some stuff that people are putting together that I'm like, oh, that's probably right. I don't really want to talk about it on the show because I feel like it gets into like spoiling, like. I, I yeah. did this for Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. I watched like a video that's like, okay, episode one's out. Let's let's dive in and see if we can figure out what this show. And after I watched it, I was like, oh, oh that's probably right, <laughs> you know, based on the yeah. comics and stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I yeah. should probably not watch these like recaps and stuff because people people are too good. They're gonna figure it out. Um, right. But in in this particular mm-hmm. case, if if you guys know. You know, if you look at leaks and not leaks, but like news and analytics of not analytics either. What am I talking about here? But analyzing the the footage that we see and stuff, um, you might know what I'm talking about. But um, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. But I think it could be interesting um, the direction that the the show goes as far as um, the era that we're in. You know, where where you have um, people having to make their choice between the empire and what was the Republic, you know? So I don't know. It's kind of, right. it's cool. I, and I'm excited for it. Um, I know that I reached out to uh, my friend Oshi from uh, Beartooth and he was talking to me how excited he was for Bad Batch. So I was like, sweet. All right, man, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll talk some Bad Batch uh, coming up here soon. And it's still, you know, this was an idea of George Lucas's too. Mm-hmm. So it's again, one of those final ties to uh, the maker. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Erin uh, Kellyman. Um, right now, she's doing the rounds because of what I was just talking about, Falcon and Winter Soldier. She is yeah. uh, one of the main characters in that. And uh, she is doing some publicity for it. And she's been asked a couple times about playing Enfys Nest again. And, and she said yes. Um, she, she is very interested in coming back to the character. I know that makes our ears pop up, but uh, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that. Lacey, what are your thoughts on Erin Kellyman? Uh, Wanting to return to the character. I would love for Aaron to return. Um, we're big fans of Solo here, like I said earlier. So it would be great to see her again. I would be cool if she showed up in other things, whether it be Andor or any other show that might happen in the future. However, I'd really love to see her show up in Solo just because she has that connection to Han. And what if he gets involved with something with her again where he's helping her and it shows the good side for Han Solo? Um, but I mean, at Celebration in 2019, she was on the stage and she had basically let it slip that like, this was supposed to be the first in a series. And then she's doing these interviews now where she's like, oh, I didn't know of any other future projects or anything for Solo or for the character. And I'm like, okay, but you legit said on camera. She straight up was like, (laughs) I forgot about that too. When we did the first one and everybody's like, yeah, "Yeah, she was, (laughs) yeah. She was like, so this was supposed to be the first in a series. And I watched the clip, and that's exactly what she said. So my thought is, yes, series. She knows there's more for the character. We know there's more for the character. John Kasdan knows there's more for the character. So I'm all for it. And I've been watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she's once again killing it. She steals the scenes that she's in. Um, She proves that. When does she show up? I've only seen the first episode. She shows up in a little bit in episode one, but mostly episode two is where she like really yeah shines. i mean if she shows up in episode one she's like behind a mask or something it's, yeah it's you not see i don't remember seeing her yeah you yeah. see her in, in episode two oh, okay um which at this time episode three has come out and i'm sure you've seen more of her but uh yeah she's just so so wonderful and in so yeah. great and her character is one of the coolest characters in solo if not in star wars that i would love to see her have the chance to play it again um, yeah. So, what yeah. are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited. I remember there was a, a trailer that came out for Solo, and I had to. T- I, I did the thing where I had to watch it for Star Wars Newsnet, but I talked to my friend, and, I, and he was like, "Should I watch it?" And I remember I was like, "The only thing that's kind of spoilery is that we hear Enfys Nest's voice." 
It was like we were in that territory of details that like could potentially be spoilery. And I was like, you hear the voice. I don't know whether to tell you it's like, you know, what it sounds like because you might want to hear it in the movie for the first time. But yeah, um, that was when they put out the Savarine clip. Um, Beckett, you must have known you'd see me again, like that whole thing. I think so. Yeah, it was a really. I think it was just like a one-liner or something. But because I don't think, yeah, she, I don't think she was in any of the trailers in terms of vocalization no so i think it was when they they released that clip as like a promo especially because i'm the idiot that thought it was val maybe i think it was a trailer though john what i was talking about you think it was a clip maybe i don't know um but yeah anything else about aaron kellyman before we move on yeah i I mean she first of all she's an absolute sweetheart it's hard not to love her and want to root for her to be in everything Mm -hmm. but because uh, she has this real, unless she's just a really good actor, she has this real <laughs> humbleness to her that is so charming uh, that comes across in all these interviews. And But the, the, the one thing, you know, when she was asked by several people, including Jake Hamilton, whose version of the interview rounds we covered, um, he asked, he pushed, he's like, he, he he's like, let me know. He's like, I pushed, I tried to ask about Solo. And she's like, no, I haven't heard anything about uh, more Solo. It's sad, but maybe it's a good thing having just that one movie and leaving it there, leaving it to rest. Which Prime I'm example of the her. tweet, this you. And it's her being like, well, yeah. it's the first in a series. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but just kidding. I, I'm going to disagree with her sentiment there, of course, that uh, maybe they should just leave it there. But at the same time, you know, there could have been plans for Enfys Nest with um, other things. And who knows, she could pop up and Andor and be pulling the wool over our eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Han and Chewie can go over here and do this because Kazan's thing was more the focus on the crime syndicates. Right. And Enfys Nest's focus was on the rebellion against the Empire. So she got what she needed and her part being connected to the crime syndicates was pretty much over. Uh, she got the coaxium and away she goes to go start the rebellion. Right. Where John Kasdan's story had to do with the the fight now between the syndicates over that money lost and with uh, bringing Jabba in and that sort of thing. So uh, it's possible they didn't tell her like, yeah, we're going to be continuing more. But it's obvious that they there were plans to continue with Han and Chewie. So, but I would love to see more emphasis Ness because I feel like we got just enough to really like her as a character and that whole cloud rider gang. So, uh, and it would be another excuse to see Warwick Davis back in the saddle. So, um, I would love to see her show up in some way. And I think, you know, roots of the rebellion and, and Andor would make a lot of sense. So I hope they make that connection. We'll see, but she's still very young. Um, and I think we, I, I think I would lean towards more than not that we'll see her because they pay attention to the fans and, you know, makes a little too happen aside. They know how much fans liked her and that character, and I think it'd be a real waste to have just used her um, for that setup in Solo. She is Emphis Best. So. <laughs> she is, and she said she would Emphis uh, absolutely yes would come back. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was trying to look to see if she was ever a Fulcrum agent, uh, which I don't think she ever was. Emphis Ness, the character, but uh, Ahsoka and um, Cassian. And uh, even Callus at one point was a, a fulcrum character. But they, if you know anything about the lore, that was uh, someone who was kind of owning a specific region of the galaxy and was just kind of like handing information and kind of taking care of the rebellion within a certain sector. And it seems like Emphasis would be that. So um, saying something like her showing up in um, Andor is is smart because it seems like those characters would probably be heavily involved in in handing off information and emphasis yeah. nest and her crew of people being like, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll get you what, what you need um, out of this particular sector. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, pretty interesting, but that's um, there. Uh, that's pretty much it. There are a couple other things that we wanted to touch on really quick. There are some new aerial photos uh, revealed from the UK set of star Wars Andor. Um, I, I don't know how people get these things. You'd think like, you know, someone with a shotgun would shoot down the drone that was taking these pictures or something like that. But, um, but yeah, if you want to check it out, yeah, you Give can me zoom that in. Drone. <laughs> you can zoom in, see what's going on. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like a meeting for the, the set or if there's like a fight in the middle of the, the streets, but you can check that out. If you want to, um, get a little bit of look behind the scenes. Um, there was a new book announced. Uh, and when I say book, it's not a book at all. It's actually an audio drama similar to the Afra series in the cabin. Um, the, uh, 
Count Dooku book. Uh, so if you liked those, uh, they're doing a new one. And this one is going to take place in the High Republic era, uh, and it's the Tempest Runner. Uh, Kevin Scott is doing the book, and it's going to follow the villainous uh, Lorna D, who is one of the uh, Tempest Runners of the um, Nile. So uh, look forward to that. Um, Do they have um, a cast or anything on that yet? Um no, I don't think so. They didn't. They yeah. just uh, just the story has been released. Yep, just the story and cover not final. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, one other thing is, in honor of Trans Day of Visibility, Lucasfilm revealed a uh, exclusive look at a special variant cover of Star Wars: The High Republic number six, which featured uh, a pair of um, trans non-binary Jedi um, who are both featured in that comic series, and they wanted to give a little bit of highlight to the representation that is uh, going to be a new precedent in Star Wars. And they wanted to make it very mm-hmm. clear uh, specifically on this day. So uh, we celebrate that. And um, that is pretty much it for the news that happened this, uh, this week. So what's up next? Well, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this comment. I say that every time. Like this video, you comment, can or subscribe. like this comment. That's the thing. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to the video on YouTube. You can follow us on all the audio platforms. Spotify, which is our favorite. Apple Podcasts, etc. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Um, if you want more of us, including exclusive content, mailings, Discord access, and more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month and going up in the tiers, you get more access, more cool stuff, um, and you support what we're doing and what we plan to do this year and beyond. So that being said, this part of the show allows our generals to take part in the show where we ask them a question and then they give us a cool answer and we talk about it. But before I get into it, I'm going to thank our current generals. So thank you guys. It would be, and I'm taking a big breath here, (laughs) Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Beer Fett Bethany, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your support and everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We have such cool stuff coming up. I'm not... I don't want to spoil it, but it's like really cool. So get ready. Uh, <laughs> Shut this your week... trap. What? What? What'd you say? <laughs> In a very gangster voice, I said, Shut your trap. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, which, by the way, just because you did an accent just there, I get messages all the time, and we do, about how everyone liked our <laughs> Darth Maul, Harley Quinn, mobster quote stuff. Oh, I forgot about I know. that. What we got to do more of that. I don't mm. even know what you're talking about. We did. John and I like went on this like rant one time where we were just doing all these like Star Wars lines and different voices. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, different accents, you mean? Yeah. Different accents. I think I vaguely stuff. remember that. Yeah. You were like doing Darth Maul in a voice that like you just did basically. And you're like, now we will have our revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a New Jersey yeah. Yeah, mobster. We'll have to do that again. Yeah. Anyway, the yeah. question this week was, besi- oh, first of all, Commander Mello. Or not Commander, mm-hmm. General Mello. General Mello. I'm all thrown off. General. General Mello. Mello, how are you doing? Hope you are well. In Espana. His question was, besides you and McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Joel Edgerton, and Bonnie Peace, which newly announced cast member are you most excited about joining the Kenobi series? Take it away, Mello. Hello, guys, and greetings from España. First thing I want to say, I'm sorry for the wind. Uh, here in southern Spain, the wind pickups like crazy all the time, so I'm doing my best. Second, uh, I'm sorry I've been so busy and disappeared from the chat, but like I've been extremely busy with work and school. However, I do have to make time for my family, and you guys are part of my family. Okay, the question. Indira Barma. Oh my god, I'm so excited to see her. I love her in Game of Thrones. I think they did her dirty because uh, there's the Sorry! Because um, uh, they cut a lot of scenes from Dorne. Like, actually, in the books, they have more Dorne than uh, in the show, but that's not important right now. But I'm really excited to see her. She's a fantastic actress. Every time she acts, so much emotion, raw passion. I love her. Well, that's all I have. Hope you guys are well. Be well, Lars Stance. 
Mello, great job. It's great to see you. We hope you're doing well. We miss mm-hmm. you here in the States. John, what did you think of his answer? <laughs> so windy here in the base, Mello. You, geez, you brought the you brought the wind right to the podcast, buddy. Um, no, uh, I, I like your answer because I'm a Game of Thrones fan. So uh, um, great pick there with uh, Indira Varma. How dare um, you not pick Han? <laughs> yeah, no. He, he makes a good point that uh, she may not have the biggest roles all the time, but when she's on screen, you pay attention, and she does a great job. Mm-hmm. So I like that pick a lot. And, uh, dude, our longest general, you're just a stalwart. So I know you're always like, yeah, sorry, you know, I'm busy. I'm not always in the chats and stuff. When you show up, it's a celebration, mm-hmm. buddy. So uh, And speaking of celebration, you know, it's a far away, but you and I are going to have a good time uh, over some drinks at celebration. I can't wait to see you, but thanks for your longtime support, your continued support. Hope you and the family are well and great job, bud. James. Um, yeah, Mello, this, uh, you, your answer was a little long winded, but it blew me away. It was re- uh, really, uh, <laughs> uh, you no, guys, I, the, you the, guys, the funny thing about Mello's pod race is probably more than anybody's. I feel like all the other, um, generals, they, they, they answer the question as if, they know they're going to be on the show and and mellow always speaks directly to us <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do it's so personal because he's he's our longest running general and uh yeah it's just it's really cool because i always feel like the video is uh like a video that he sent me on uh, you know the messages app or something you know <laughs> like he texted it to me or something um so uh, yeah we love having you mellow um good answer um i don't know indira varma but i am excited to learn more about her so um i'm glad that you are excited for uh, her appearance great job yeah great answer mellow you are so missed i love hearing you say viva la restance i love it so keep yeah. saying that yes. i enjoy it and we miss you did i say that yet we miss you okay back to john bye we gotta bring that shirt back by the way we should it's a good shirt the Viva La Resistance shirt. Oh. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now to the rest of the community. I was thinking yeah. we should make a shirt. And you're like, we already have one. We already <laughs> like, have oh, one. Yeah. That's how long we've been doing this. Yeah. All right. It's time for Ask the Resistance. Let's get into it right now. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? So typically we put out a tweet asking for questions, uh, or sometimes you just fire away using hashtag Ask the Resistance. Um, either way, we love your contribution to the show because it brings different perspectives, different thoughts, different ideas, a lot of things we don't think about all the time, and it helps uh, fuel some new conversations. So let's do that right now. Uh, the first one is coming from Kyle Baker. What I'm is sorry, who's Kyle? Kyle Baker. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> uh, he said, he asked, do you think we will see Cobb Vanth in the Book of Boba Fett? Interesting. He... Uh, Gave Boba Fett his armor back, so who knows? Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Hey, Kale. How's it going? Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't even think about this. There's just been a lot of speculation for other things moving forward, like Obi-Wan and or even Mandalorian Season 3, like where are they going to go, that I haven't really gotten into the speculative what does it mean, the book of Boba Fett, and where are we oh, going to yeah. go with that? I'm sure we will once we get a little closer, but right now they're kind of just working on it. So first of all, you have a great question because I didn't even consider this. I think he could. He's on Tatooine. It makes sense. Why wouldn't he? And everyone loved his character. He was like everywhere for probably three weeks. Um, they sell cardboard cutouts of it. So I'm going to say yes. All right. Cobb Vanth coming back. Order a couple shots of Spotchka. <laughs> you know, just, just to throw that out there too, my opinion on that, I hadn't thought about that, but that is a really good question and very likely considering he was the, the he's like the um, marshal of that area that's probably trying yeah. to protect people. And then you got Boba Fett who's probably trying to hurt people. And there's guy. like, yeah. they both wore the armor, you know, they don't know each yeah. other, but they both, it's their armor. To, you know, I don't yeah. know. And then that dynamic of he's had his armor this whole time and Boba Fett's angry. About yeah. Him. Cobb Vanth could be yeah. a setup for Book of Boba Fett character. Yeah. I'd love that. That could be cool. That could be cool. I like Timothy Oliphant. So he just got re. They're just they bring him back. Justified his show. Justified. Really? Too, I heard so. Yeah. Wow. Bring him back um, in the girl next door too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are they making a sequel to no. that? Is no. That real? no. So movie came <laughs> Make out Girl years Next years Door 2 happen. Yeah, it's like the granny next door at this point. Uh, no offense to uh, whatever her Alicia name is. Alicia Cuthbert. Is that her name? Is that her name? Yeah. I think that is her name. 24. Yeah. Um, all right. Jake Houchins is... I can't is... remember Seth Rogen's name. Alicia Ali- 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 Cuthbert. <laughs> but oh, her. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Jake Houchins, what is up, Jake? Wrote, do you think we will ever get the Alphabet Squadron characters in another form of media like video games or animated series? James, you're a huge Alphabet Squadron person, so... Yeah, you know, I, I saw this question earlier and I started thinking about it and I was like, man, you know what? The the likely answer is yes, but my heart says no. Um, and I think the reason that is is because, well, number one, we we kind of know we kind of know their beginnings, like where where they came from and how they got put together, what they were doing during the time of the three novels, and then like where they ended up. So it kind of just makes me think there there really wasn't anybody in there that's like totally you would expect to see elsewhere. When they were a core and when they were a group, they were always together, and then they kind of just like weren't. Now, that not being said that some of these characters haven't already shown up in like comics and stuff, but those were really tie-ins with uh, Alphabet Squadron. Um, so, you know, those were the TIE Fighter comics and stuff. I, I kind of don't think so. Um, I don't think we're going to see them mm. in a video game uh, unless there's like an expansion that they, they decide to kind of play a little bit in. Um, uh, uh, man, now I can't think of the game. Uh, Jedi Fallen Squadrons. Order? No, Squadrons. Oh. <laughs> unless there's an, a Squadrons expansion and they decide to maybe bring in like a mission with Alphabet Squadron or something like that. That could be neat, um, but I really don't think you're ever going to see them as like the main characters in in any, or even like one character shows up in an animated series that takes place at the same time. I just don't think it's very likely. Sorry. Interesting. We may have broke some hearts, um, mm. but logical answer. All right. Uh, Christian Morales is rounding it out here. Will the Rogue Squadron movie have an alien as one of its main protagonists? Um, what's up, Christian? How you doing, man? Um I'm going to say no, because I feel Star Wars is a very human story uh, with crazy environments around it. Um, and I know we've had impactful characters of different species in Star Wars, but in terms of main protagonists, I think they're going to stick with humans um, to keep that, uh, you know, really human um, thematics uh, of storytelling. Um, and I don't know, it'd be hard to market something where like, yeah, our lead and this is a, you know, a Rodian or something like, I don't know, that'd be tough for them to do in star Wars. I, and you know, my adage is until they do something, I don't think they will. So, um, I'm going to say, no, I don't think that rogue squadron will, I don't think any star Wars movie anyway, will have a main protagonist be a non-human. That's my, do you, do you not consider like Chewie and K2 like main protagonists? No, no. I, I think he means like your Ray, your Luke, your main lead, like protagonist. That's what I think he means. Hmm. Not like supporting um, characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I could be, I could be wrong one day, and I'm sure I'd like what they do. But it's my guess there. All right. So that is that. Thanks everybody for your questions. Thanks for being a part of the resistance. Thanks for. Um, getting us going with all different types of topics there at the end. We love that. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show. Lacey touched on that earlier. All of your podcast apps, uh, YouTube, if you'd like, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Make sure you do catch the show on Thursday because we have a call to action we're putting out there for you to become a part of Make Solo 2 Happen Day 2021 in a big way. So look for those instructions at the top of the show on Thursday. Um, we're not going to make you go dicking for it. It's right at the top of the show. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All of our news stories from today came from our site, StarWarsNewsNet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And uh, my movie podcast, Just Like the movie, just like the Movies. We just did an episode <laughs> on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So go check us out on all your favorite podcast apps. It features uh, a cow because it's called Just Like the Movies. Just Like the Movies. Yeah, we're sponsored by Guida Milk now. So I have to get that plug in. There. Do you guys remember the chocolate milk commercial that was like, 
like light milk or whatever, and it had like a skinny cow, and it was like moo. Like <laughs> it was like no. yes, I do remember, <laughs> do that, remember that. I think yeah, it would like yeah, turn sideways and it was really skinny, and it's like moo. <laughs> like it's really lightweight. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me uh, <laughs> talking about old commercials on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey. You guys can find me flipping out if on Friday they announce the yellow lightsaber for Ray at the mm. Hasbro Fan Fest at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. Also freaking out because John makes his debut on the Schmodown. Oh, that's right. I better study. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll have to do a watch along. On Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. My match is on Friday entering the ring in the Schmodown. Schmodown. Anyway, yeah. you can find me there. Yeah. Have a good day. Exciting. Yeah. Love you guys. Yes. And on Thursday, we are going to talk about a little bit more on the Kenobi stuff, um, but a little twist on the flip side of things, because we're always talking about Kenobi and the good guys and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But we're going to speculate, especially off the heels of that Bad Batch trailer, how much of a presence is the Empire going to have in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? So we're going to talk about that. You know, obviously we have Vader, but who else is going to show up in that thing? And what kind of presence is the Empire going to have? So that should be a fun discussion on Thursday. But enjoy your weeks until then. And uh, we will see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.